the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Yes, indeed, and a good morning to you. Seven minutes after the hour of nine o'clock, and we are underway on this Monday, the 14th morning of the sixth month of the year of our Lord 2021. Thank you so much for being with us. Coming up on the program today, in about a half, nah, it's not true, in about 41 minutes, we're going to be talking with Congressman Jim Jordan, as we do each and every Monday at 948. We've got a lot of work to discuss with Congressman Jordan. Then at 1010, Going to welcome uh, John Stover back to our airwaves. John Stover is the president of the um, Ohio Value Voters Organization that is fighting very, very hard to defend your children and mine and all of those to come against some unbelievable indoctrination in our schools, K through 12, particularly over things like critical race theory. But also, we're going to talk to him today about a state legislator. And this is just flat out disturbing, troubling. A state legislator, State Rep. Gail Manning, a Republican from North Ridgeville. She's practically my neighbor, but I can't get her on the phone. Uh, Blocking the Parents' Right to Know Act. Not just voting against it, blocking it so it can't be voted upon by others in the Ohio General Assembly. It is unbelievable. It is inconceivable that this is going on. The Parents' Right to Know Act is a proposal that seeks to enforce school compliance with venereal disease and teen pregnancy prevention instruction requirements and mandates that schools get parental permission before students receive teaching that goes outside the letter of the law. It was drafted after an Ohio school district employee turned over to Ohio Value Voters pornographic materials that the whistleblower claimed were being distributed to students as young as 11 under the guise of VD and teen pregnancy prevention. All this act would do is say that if any of this sort of of stuff is being taught or distributed to students, parents have a right to know. 
and perhaps to opt their kids out of receiving pornographic materials. That's all it is. It's a pretty simple, straightforward, ought to be bipartisan. Yeah, parents have a right to know what their kids are learning and what their kids are being uh, subjected to, perhaps. Gail Manning, a Republican and a retired teacher, is not only not voting for this, she is blocking it from being voted upon. We're going to talk to John Stover about that. It is unbelievable. It is, it is, she's holding the bill hostage um, for her own personal reasons. So coming up, Jim Jordan and Gail Manning. Before we start with the news of the day, what do you say we start with the Pledge of Allegiance? Patriots, please stand. Face your flag if you have one. And whether you do or you don't, place your hand over your heart. Leftists, progressives, assistant principals at Mentor High School, go ahead and take your proverbial knee. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. All right. Um, If you're wondering where that line came in before I went to the pledge, I will explain that line about mentor high school assistant principals. But first, I want to talk about chocolate. I love chocolate. I do. I love chocolate, and I'm not ashamed to admit it. Uh, It is a weakness. Uh, It is not great for you, but it is so great tasting. Uh, It has added to my waistline more than I care to admit. And there's few chocolates or chocolate creations or ice creams in Northeast Ohio better than Mally's for years and years and years and decades and decades and decades. Somebody, you see a box of Mally's on somebody's desk, you are either, if they're not at their desk, opening it and swiping a piece, or if they're at their desk saying, oh my God, can I have one? That's just the way that it is, right? Mally's is so good. I will not be ordering, buying, visiting, or doing anything else having to do with Mally's chocolates in the foreseeable future. Maybe ever again. I don't want to go over the top. Maybe ever again. I guess it depends on whether or not they plan to alter their extraordinarily unfair, probably illegal and unconstitutional policy of forcing vaccinations upon their employees. Now, mind you, they're not healthcare workers. They're chocolate makers. They're not healthcare workers. They're chocolate salespeople. They're display people. They're people who say, How much do you want? A pound of that fudge? And they put it on a scale, people. They're just good, hardworking people, people. And these people now have been told I need two week notices of your intention to leave or your vaccination cards. Give me one or the other, or you're gone. Either way. This has gone viral as of this past Thursday. Uh, This was sent sent to a lot of people in the media and a lot of other individuals as well. And it's a copy with the name of the human resources manager at Mally's redacted, along with the cell phone and contact info, but you can figure that out as much as you want if you are inclined. But at any rate, it is a copy of the email 
that was sent to all employees at Mally's Chocolates. And I'm using Mally's here just not specifically to pick on them, although I am certainly picking on them, and I will not patronize them. I will probably not call for an open boycott of them because it's not something I usually do. I have a hard time doing boycott organizing. But I personally will not patronize them and will advise you to consider whether or not you want to as well. That's about as close to a boycott, I think, here as I want to get. But while I am picking on Mally's, this is going to apply to any and all companies businesses or employers that are considering similar type of policies we cannot stand for this intrusion on our own personal liberties particularly our medical freedoms june 10th 4:27 p.m. subject vaccination email quote all this email is a follow up regarding the vaccination mandate to work with mallies On or before June 30th, everyone has to be vaccinated or at least have had one shot to start the process. You are receiving this email because as of today, I haven't received confirmation if you are getting vaccinated and or you have a religious or ADA accommodation that is needed. I'll come back to that. By June 15th, so that's tomorrow, I need to know if you are planning on getting vaccinated and or requesting an accommodation. If you are not vaccinated by June 30th, you will be placed on a leave of absence and your employment with Mally's will be reviewed. On June 15th, if I haven't heard from you, you will be, we will begin the recruiting process to backfill your open spots. If you have any questions, please feel to contract, contact me. If you have gotten vaccinated, I need a copy of your vaccination card sent to me. Thank you in advance. And again, it was signed by the human resources manager at Mally's on Brook Park Road. Handwritten underneath that typed inter-office email memorandum are the words, I need two-week notices or copies of vaccination cards if you haven't given them to me. All right? So this is crystallizing the problem. This is exactly what we have been talking about. This is exactly what we have feared. This is exactly why we need House Bill 248, which is this is exactly why we need somebody to stand up for the liberties of healthy people in the state of Ohio who should not be forced to compromise their help, uh, health by taking an experimental injection of a drug cocktail that was fast-tracked, that was granted emergency approval by the FDA, not given the, the requisite number of years of actual studies, clinical trials and studies, that normally accompany some sort of approval of, of something that is going to be this widespread or this widely promoted. Um, people need to have their medical freedom. People need to have their choices. Now, Back to the one little caveat that was included in this message from Mally's. Uh, If I haven't received your uh, confirmation if you are getting vaccinated or if you have a religious or ADA accommodation. So this is their out. This is their out. If you present to them your religious objection, apparently you may not be fired. You may not have to give two-week notices or have your position, quote, uh, your 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 uh, uh, your yeah your position filled by some other new recruit. Um, I'd like to know what religious exemptions mean. 
can I say? And if you know anybody who works at this company, I'd love to hear. Um, can I say it is against my religion to take foreign substances into my body that I do not necessarily trust? Is that enough? Or do I have to outline a tenet in Catholicism? Do I have to underline a passage in the Bible for them? Or if I'm Jewish in the Torah? Or if I'm Muslim in the Quran? Or anything else? Do I have to specifically state the religious objection I have? Or can I say, it is my religion, it is against my religion. And by the way, what, I wonder if you even have to acknowledge what religion you are. I would hope that a Mally's employee is able to just tell this resources director, I am um, not receiving this vaccine because of my religious beliefs. And they ought to be able to just say that, period, point blank. My religion tells me I don't want to or have to do this. Now, are they then going to, you know, do a voir dire of their of, of your you know your statement? Are they gonna are they gonna make you prove your religious objections? I don't know, but that's the one one of the two uh, exceptions that they will allow. The other one is ADA accommodations, which, of course, is Americans with Disabilities Act. You have to prove, probably through some sort of a, a statement from a physician, some sort of a medical note or excuse saying this person doesn't have to be or shouldn't have to be vaccinated. Again, I don't know what conditions would allow you to be to get off of the hook here, if there is, or if there are any. But here's what I would say: How many of us know a doctor? Not your doctor specifically as a doctor-patient relation, but how many people know a doctor that is a friend or a family member? Because if I may say, the friendship—that's the, about the time that the friendship needs to really, really uh, be validated. Because doctor, my friend, doctor, Dave, Joyce, Jeff, Rich, whoever you are, I need a note saying that I can't take this vaccine. I don't care if it's ethical. To me, it is more ethical for a medical provider to give a note saying, no, you don't have to have this vaccination, which we don't know what kinds of side effects that it might have or cause you in the long term. I think it is far more ethical for that doctor to give you the note saying, here, you don't have to take that, than it is to say, no, I won't give you a note. You've got to go take that if you want to keep your job. And by the way, good luck on whatever the effects may be. And by the way, the question of the safety aspect, not the efficacy, not the effectiveness, but the safety aspect of these COVID-19 vaccines is very, very much in question especially considering the VAERS reporting site of the CDC, the, the um, uh, CDC's website. If you don't know about VAERS, you should. All, I'll give you the thumbnail sketch version here. The VAERS reporting site, which is a place where you report adverse effects or deaths after receiving vaccinations, recorded some 3,000 uh, reports in the last 20 years. Of all vaccinations combined, some 3,000 reports of adverse effects and or deaths. Since COVID-19 vaccines became available, more than 5,000 just since the COVID vaccine became available have been reported. So, once again, Mally's, love your chocolate, great food, love your shop, love the people there, it's fantastic.
not buying another Malio until you change this policy, and even then it might be questionable, requiring your staff to give you two-week notices or copies of their vaccination cards. You are not doctors, and you have no right to interfere with people's medical freedom. If you'd like to weigh in on this, 216-901-0945, I want to hear from you this Monday. we got a lot of work to do coming up on AM 1420, The Answer. Okay, it's 926. Thanks for being with us on AM 1420, The Answer. I, um, I've got a lot, you know, I, I, I talk about boycotts from time to time and how that's more of a leftist kind of a thing. They try to boycott and cancel cult. That's what the cancel culture was born, of course, of leftism and progressive, pro- progressivism. Excuse me. And it's almost always conservatives or believers in liberty that that suffer the consequences of cancel culture. We see it all the time. That's why I try not to be a hypocrite here, and I try not to call for an out-and-out boycott. But what I do say instead is I am not going to be shopping at a place that is going to remove or restrict the medical freedoms and the rights of, of American citizens just to keep their jobs. Telling them if you want to keep your job, keep your income, keep your food on food on your your family's table, you have to take this experimental shot. Uh, I'm not going to patronize a company that does that. You know, no matter how much I like them, no matter how much I love to support local businesses, businesses that are not franchised and so forth. I do. I like. I like. That's what I just told you about Empire Windows. That's a local company, not a franchise. I love that. And I love that about Manly's too, but I'm not going to patronize. And I inquire, I uh, encourage rather everyone to make that decision for yourself. You decide whether or not uh, you want to patronize a business that is going to put, at least in, in my view, going to put its employees' health in jeopardy, potentially, by forcing them to make decisions uh, about income versus you know their 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 medical liberty. I think it's important. I really do. Uh, let me get a phone call in here real quick from Sally in Berea. Uh, Sally, you're on AM 1420. The answer, go right ahead. Hi. On the occasion of Flag Day, today, June 14th, I wanted to thank you for opening your program with the Pledge of Allegiance. I remember in bygone days it was a bigger deal with stories about Betsy Ross and the significance of the grand old flag as our country extolled the blessings of living in this grand nation. Today, I doubt there will be much play or even mention of it in the mass media, but by some miracle, many printed calendars do list it. So again, it warms my heart each time I hear it, and I thank you for your patriotism. So have a blessed day. Well, Sally, thank you, and I I love getting messages like that. Thank you for the call, too. I I get... um... I get messages like that in a lot of places, personally. Uh, when I'm, I'm shopping and if people recognize me, uh, people will say things like that to me about the Pledge of Allegiance. They appreciate it so much. I've had people send me text messages and messages online uh, with their pictures of themselves standing each morning when I when we do the Pledge of Allegiance. Uh, it matters. You know, they're not, you know, 
nobody's around them. They're doing it privately in their own homes or businesses or whatever, but it matters to them, and I and I really, really love that. So thank you. I apologize, by the way, when I did the pledge. It would have been a perfect time when I said, please stand and face your flag if you have one. I probably should have said, this is Flag Day. So any, you know, another reason to really appreciate our our liberties in this country. So thank you for that reminder, too. But yes, we will do that not just on Flag Day, not just on Independence Day, not just on Memorial Day or the others, but we will do it each and every day. By the way, speaking of that, it's 9.30. I'm going to get our news here. If you're on hold, stay there. But real quick, I just saw a story this morning about a town, uh, and i got to find it again because I just saw it in passing, and I looked it up real quick, but I'll have to look it up again, that has voted or is voting... Not a town, a school district, rather. A school district that has voted to remove all holiday names, like Independence Day, Flag Day, Memorial Day, Thanksgiving, Christmas Day, Easter, blah, blah, blah. They're going to remove them all and just call them days off of school. Day off one, day off two, day off three, day off four, because they don't like some of the holidays, like Columbus Day. So they're not going to pick and choose which ones they like and don't like, so they're just going to get rid of them all. This is what's happening in the educational halls of, of, uh, of our society. This is what our kids are facing. So, by all means, uh, let's talk about that, too, right after the news on 1420 The Answer. Progressive Democrats, please be aware you have now entered the place where political correctness goes to die. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Okay, 936. So much to do here. Jim Jordan coming up in 12 minutes. So let's get some things done here, including phone calls and also a little clarification on, on a couple of things. Um, when I said I don't like to call for boycotts, um, when I say I'm not going to a certain place, I, like I, I, I stopped watching the NBA. I... I, I don't know if you could say I've called for a boycott of the NBA. I've called for a boycott of Major League Baseball or any of these. I just personally stopped doing it, and I tell you on the radio I have, and I leave it up to you as to whether you want to do the same. If that's calling for a boycott, then I guess it's calling for a boycott. But I just I, what I'm trying to say is I've never been a person that just says, let's shut down a business. When you shut down a business because of the views of its ownership, um, then you hurt a whole lot of just hardworking blue collar people who have no, you know, no, no stake in that whatsoever. They're just, you know, their jobs are going to get, their jobs are going to be eliminated when the, when the corporation loses a bunch of money from a boycott. So I have a hard time with that. Now, having said that, I guess I am going back on my own word a little bit because I have called for a boycott of Coca Cola. I've said I will never drink another Diet Woke. I call it Diet Woke or Woke Cola because of what they have done, particularly with the Georgia elections laws and so forth. But, Anyway, to my point about Mally's, I kind of said, look, this is what I'm doing. I will not, you know, call for a boycott, but I'm never going to do it. I'm not going to eat, uh, you know, buy or patronize this place again. You can choose what you want. I got a message now from a friend, a guy that I really respect a lot. Uh, he's a local attorney, and he said, Bob, I am all for boycotts of companies that mandate vaccines. In fact, we should have a list of these companies and actively reject them. Otherwise, they win. I totally see the argument. I do. Because the left uses it. And sometimes I think to myself, maybe we need to fight the left's fire with our own fire and do the same thing they do and boycott their companies and cancel culture them right back. Maybe that's the way to go. I'm not proclaiming to have all the right answers here. I really am not. Maybe Dave is right. But what I said to Dave in response is, well, one thing we do have is the reverse of that. Rather than a list of companies to boycott, 
I can show you a list, and I am going to be asking you to add to this list of companies and businesses and mom-and-pop shops that are the opposite of Mally's. Shops that do not require restrictions like face masking. Shops that do not require vaccination or vaccination standards. Um, you know, for employees or vaccination sections. Like again, Major League Baseball, the Indians are a part of that. I believe, well, I haven't, because I'm in no game, but I believe that was one of the things. I know that several ballparks have vaccine sections and, or vaccinated sections and unvaccinated sections. And if you buy your ticket and show your card, you can go into the vaccine area. Uh, or the vaccinated area where you are presumably safe, but if you're not, you go with the leper colony over in, you know, deep left center field, uh, up in the bleachers and hide with the rest of the, the great unwashed. Um, so my point to this is there is a website that my organization, which is CFFS, Citizens for Free Speech, has put together. It's kind of like a Yelp for businesses that are face-friendly when it comes to masks, because there are still way too many businesses that are requiring masks, especially if they say if you are unvaccinated, um, and that uh, do not require vaccination or proof of vaccination. Now, this Yelp, so that means this is crowdsourced. That means all of the businesses that are listed on it are entered by you and people in all 50 states. The website is called freespeech.reviews free speech dot reviews all right it's like instead of dot com it's dot reviews and what you will see when you go there and i'm looking at it right now free speech dot reviews discovering free speech in america you can search for a certain type of business or a restaurant near a certain city or a location or zip code or whatever you have near you and you will be presented with a list of businesses that have been very openly supportive of freedom Freedom from the tyrannical and unhealthy face masks and the useless face masks as it pertains to COVID-19. Freedom from vaccination requirements, etc. So it's just kind of, you know, it works in the same way as far as the, uh, you know, a list of places to boycott. It's just these are a list. This is a list of places to support. And if you know of a business, maybe you're a business owner and you have been liberty conscious and you have not required face masks and you're not required uh, uh you're not requiring vaccinations for our employees or anybody else we want to put your name on this list so you can be supported go to freespeech.reviews and and enter the information for your business if that is what you are or if you know of a business that you patronize that has been doing it right just three days ago four days ago whatever it was i entered fast eddie's in parma Fast Eddie's, my wife and I went out to eat there about uh, two months ago, I think it was, and uh, I loved it. This is back when the full full, full face mask required by Mike DeWine, everywhere you go, etc. And their door had a sign that said, not here, it is optional. Your health is your decision, your business. Uh, and I loved it. I thanked the owner, uh, talked to him. He came to our table. I appreciated it. I brought it up on Facebook. Um, and now I entered them on freespeech.reviews because that's the way this is supposed to work. All right? So it's just kind of a different view of, of rather boycotting the businesses that aren't doing it right or uh, rather instead uh, you know, uh, supporting the businesses that are doing it right. So that's just you know, an, another way to look at it. Okay, uh, let's go back to the phones now, and we are going to talk to who next. It is um, Diane in West Park. Hey, Diane, you're on AM 1420. The answer. Go ahead. Good morning, Bob. Thank you. Um, I'm, I'd like to say, first of all, happy birthday to President Trump. 
And many blessings upon him. That's right. Flag Day, President Trump. That's right. I forgot about that. Well, you know what? As far as this uh, jab on the, for the job, um, I'm going to broaden this uh, audience a little bit. Wherever you're employed, the job and its benefits is for now. The jab and its unknown harm is forever. Something to think about before you acquiesce to your boss's um, discriminatory, I believe, and probably unconstitutional requirement. That's I how I feel about it. Yeah. Stores. I think you know, it is unconstitutional, them- and I think this is why, Diane, you, you, I know you know this too, it's why it's so important <clears throat> that our state legislature and every state's legislature does something, and governors does something, to make sure that no discrimination can be uh, you know, carried out against people who are not vaccinated. Some states are doing this. Of course, our state is not. You know, Jennifer Gross is struggling to get her House Bill 248 out of committee. Mike DeWine has said, if it comes to me, I'm going to veto it anyway because vaccines are great. They're wonderful. Look at all the great things that they do. And, you know, many of them, by the way, have been. I am not anti-vax as a rule, not across the board, just experimental, especially when they're not even vaccines, experimental cocktails like this ought to be left up to the people and not the government, not employees, or excuse me, employers, um, as you say, take the jab for the job. They shouldn't be allowed to do that. Amen. Thank you, Bob. Diane, thank you for the call. I appreciate it. Let me get another one in here. Uh, Real quick, we'll go to whom? It is, uh, let's stay with the Mallies topic. Dan in Brexville. Hi, Dan, you're on the air. Go ahead. Good morning, Bob. Thank you for taking my call. Yes, hey, sir. I'm uh, calling in regards to the uh, Mallies. I'm a business owner. There's no way I would ever subject my free employees to anything along these lines. But more importantly, are you familiar with the uh, interview with Peter, Dr. Peter McAuliffe down in Texas? I can't say that I am. It's a very interesting interview. It's about an hour and 40 minutes long, and I normally don't watch interviews like that, especially that long. But it's a doctor who's very well-credentialed, advisory uh, position with the FDA, is a cardiologist, and he um, is very well-published. And he discusses this whole phenomena of this uh, COVID-19 and the fact that this has never been about the disease. It's always been about the the vaccination. We've never tried to treat the uh, disease. Um, anybody who has has been eliminated from YouTube and social well, they, media. There you go. That, I'm glad you said that. You clarified. It's not that true that we haven't tried to treat it. It's those who did try to treat it were canceled, ridiculed. Uh, you know, we're talking about doctors that prescribe the, uh, the, the cocktail of the hydroxychloroquine and, and the azithromycin and the, uh, uh, zinc. You know, those things were treatments for the disease. Indeed, in some cases, at the very early stages, preventative measures to, to stop the, from getting the virus. So, and anybody who tried to do those things was canceled. Uh, their, their medical qualifications as an, ridiculed. As an individual that has actually taken those things as a prophylactic and then a treatment for it when I did receive COVID, um, I'm here as an individual who has suggested I haven't died from those. The disease, when I contracted COVID, it was very minor. Now, that may be anecdotal. I totally understand that. But to not, as doctors, not to attempt to treat the disease is almost, in my opinion, immoral. Now, very interesting statement, and I stopped it and wrote it down when I heard it. And that is, these trials for these vaccinations specifically excluded pregnant women, women of pregnancy age, 
individuals who have had any other type of COVID historically or individuals who have survived COVID-19. So Mally's making this carte blanche across the board statement. If you want employment, unless you have a uh, ADA or or the um, uh, the other exemption that you referenced, the religious exemption, yeah. uh, you have to take this. They're subjecting employees who have survived COVID to a cocktail that has never been tested on their population. You want to talk about immoral and somebody yeah. ought to sue their backside off a go-go? That is, that is shameful. I want to put you on hold because uh, I've got to get get out here and get make room for J- uh, Jim Jordan. I didn't realize it was already 947, but I want you to give Marcy your business name and contact information, please. Uh, let's get our time out here and come back with Jim Jordan on AM 1420, The Answer. Okay, it's 9.50. We're a couple of minutes late coming in to Jim Jordan. Uh, I'll probably make up for that by going a couple of minutes late to news, <laughs> which I am wont to do uh, when I talk to a House 4th Congressional District Representative, ranking member of the House Judiciary Committee. Congressman, good morning. How are you, sir? I'm fine, Bob. Good, uh, good to talk to you today. Always Happy Flag Day. Uh, happy Flag Day to you as well. You know, it's funny. I kind of forgot. Somebody called me a couple of minutes ago and said Happy Flag Day and Happy Birthday to President Donald J. Trump. That's right. That's right. Uh, yeah, Black Day and the, our best president's birthday. Uh, how, how amazing is that? I totally forgot that was the case. We should have known after celebrating it for the last four years. But, uh, yes, happy birthday to the president and happy Flag Day to everybody, to patriots everywhere. Okay, one of the things that our flag represents, Congressman Jordan, is our First Amendment, which is our right to free speech. And I want to talk about the reintroduction that you and others are behind of the Protect Speech Act to amend Section 230 to be able to, you know, hold accountable, uh, you know, the big tech giants, the those who are in control of our communication, those who are in control of our information sharing uh, now, um, the ones that routinely remove and uh, and restrict yep. our First Amendment rights. Yeah, I mean, they have liability protection uh, that was given to them when, when, you know, when the Internet was coming together and we, we had it all, all starting to work, but things have changed. And so this, this basically says if you're making uh, uh, content decisions and deciding what's on what, editorial decisions, then in fact you should give up your, your liability protection as any newspaper, as any other uh, magazine, or anyone making those kind of editorial uh, uh, decisions have to uh, today. So it's pretty basic. Um, look, I think we need to do more. I actually think we need to break these, these companies up using antitrust. I mean, the power they have, I mean, think about it, the power they have relative to the power of, 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 of Carnegie and Ford and, and, and Rockefeller and folks a century ago, I think is, is so much greater. Uh, and those, those companies that those individuals controlled were broken up. So I think that's something that has to happen, but that has to come from the Justice Department. Why was this, because uh, it's common sense legislation. It's something that really ought to be bipartisan. I mean, everybody should agree that, you know, if uh, if these companies are going to be making editorial decisions, as you say, that means, you know, promoting some speech and censoring other speech. They certainly should not be, you know, uh, you know, have yeah. uh, immunity, if, if you will. What What is the argument on the other side? How is this not something that is everybody says, yeah, that's fair? Because Because the other side likes the fact that big tech is helping them. Just go look at the most recent email that we got, that, that Freedom of Information came out, where Mark Zuckerberg and Dr. Fauci are talking about how they can work together. And we know what they did, even though Fauci knew at the time that the lab leak theory was a very credible theory for how this virus uh, started. I think it's actually how it did start. Um, 
they they decided to keep that from the American people. And then the email back and forth between Mr. Zuckerberg and, and Dr. Fauci, uh, so much of it is redacted. So we know that big tech works with Democrats to keep information from the American people. A better example, frankly, Bob, is and we've talked about this, is what happened last mm-hmm. fall with the Hunter Biden story. We had an eyewitness. That's you right. had actual, you had documents, emails, a laptop, everything else, and and the mainstream press working with big tech kept that story from the American people. So the Democrats like the fact that conservatives get censored and certain speech doesn't get to the American people. That's why they're not going to help us with this legislation, unfortunately. So is there any more likelihood that it'll go through now than it than than before? No, we're going to have to have an election. I mean, it, it just this is the way it works. We should have done it. We should have done it, you know, four years ago, but we didn't. We we knew big tech was bad. But we didn't see how crazy and how. How, how much they were going to censor and go after conservatives. So, uh, unfortunately, we're going to have to wait, I think, until we take back the House, take back the Senate, and, and President Trump gets reelected in, uh, in 2024. Yeah, I think we have to own some of that short-sightedness then because, you know, we should yes, have seen it four years ago. You know, the we way they treated Donald Trump, even during his campaign, what they tried to do to him during his campaign, much less what they did for him for four years as president, we should have known uh, what Big Tech's uh, agenda was going to be all about. Yeah, uh, and it's right. part of a bigger problem. I mean, I think we talked about this maybe last week, but every single liberty you and I and every American enjoys under the First Amendment has been assaulted. And speech, of course, is the most important one, because if you can't talk, can you really practice your faith? Can you really petition your government? Do you really have freedom of the press? So freedom of speech is the most important thing, and that's why the left's going after it. That's why big tech is going after it. So um, it's part of a bigger concern. And it's why this bill is so important and why it's so important we get back in control so we can break up big tech. All right. Speaking of not being able to talk, but uh, in this case, it's not about permission. It's about ability. Uh, let's talk about Joe Biden. Uh, I, th- this is embarrassing. I'm just going to, because we're a little short on time here since we came to you a little bit late, just a little bit of Joe Biden speaking at uh, uh-huh. the G7. Um, we could work together with Russia, for example, uh, in, uh, in Libya. We should be opening up the the the... the passes to be able to go through and provide uh, provide uh, um, food assistance and economic assi- I mean vital assistance to uh, a population that's in real trouble I think I'm going to try very much hard to uh, it, it is and by the way there's places where I shouldn't be starting off and negotiating in public here but let, let me, me say let me ca- congressman Jordan I, I, you know I I feel bad. I do. You you shouldn't yeah, make fun of somebody's do. medical, uh, you know, uh, yep. mental um, uh, acuity just you know collapsing before your very eyes. But I mean, what does this say to our allies and our enemies on the world stage yeah. when we send this man to a meeting of the most powerful uh, people on the planet and he rambles and bumbles and stumbles? He doesn't yeah. know Libya from Syria. He cannot form coherent thoughts. He's got notes in front of him, but no teleprompters. I mean, I guess that's the problem. But I mean, what does that does that not just project weakness to the rest of the no, world from yeah. the United States? No, it, it it sure does, and you know the simple truth is. Um, He's, he's the president of the greatest country ever, and you, and you wish this weren't the case. But so many times we see this sort of rambling and, and, and the idea that he can't, can't exactly find out where, you know, find out, doesn't know where he's at exactly in his, in his thought process. So it's, it's, it's troubling. But, yeah, it, it, the whole world sees what we see. Um, and, and, frankly, they, they, it's not just what they see. It's the actions and, the, and what's projected from the, this administration. And uh, we've talked about this before, but it's the best example when Secretary Blinken was in Anchorage, Alaska, uh, speaking with his Chinese counterpart, and the treatment that our Secretary of State, Secretary of State of the United States of America, the treatment he received from his counterpart from China, that should never happen. 
certainly not in public where, where, where they, they, they attacked us and they used the Democrat talking points about how dare you talk to us about human rights. You guys are systemically racist. They, they just went after him. And frankly, he didn't push back much. And I always say that would not happen to Mike Pompeo in the Donald Trump administration. It just wouldn't. And if it did, Mike Pompeo would have, would have probably stood up and shoved the table over and said, we're out of here. Uh, he would have stood up for our country. And so uh, that, that's the part that I think is most troubling. And it's, and again, yeah, I think I think everyone sees um, they see what we see. Congressman, let's move to uh, closer to home now and talk about our southern border. Um, we all heard the extraordinary, and I mean it really is extraordinary, line from uh, Kamala Harris actually on several occasions last week uh, after her visit down to Guatemala, where she is quote unquote looking at the root cause of migration to the United States rather than going to the border and looking at the effect of all of this immigration and migration uh, uh, and illegal border crossings in the United States. When she was asked, when are you going to the border? She says, we've been to the border. We've been to the border. We have been to the border. And when Lester Holt says, you haven't been, she said, well, I've never been to Europe either. I don't understand the point you're making. Good God, yeah. Congressman Jordan, yeah. how is this woman in charge of our border policy? Yeah, yeah well, the truth is she's not. And, um, you, you know, the, the, the root cause of this is the uh, simple fact that we're the greatest country in the world. People still want to come to, here, uh, to this, this great nation, even though Democrats say we're not great. We're still the greatest country. People want to come here. And when you have an administration that says we're not going to do anything to stop you, in fact, we're not going to do any deportation, we're not going to continue to build the wall, we're going to stop product, uh, uh, construction of that, and we're going to we're going to get rid of the Remain in Mexico policy. It's it's almost as if you have to conclude they intended this to happen. And yeah. now they're now they're in a situation where they they sort of intended it. It's gotten worse than I think they even thought it could. And they just want to stick their head in the sand and not deal with it and go talk about climate change in, in Guatemala or wherever whatever Central American country she happened to visit last week. So uh, yeah, it's 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 just as comical. If it, I guess it would be comical if it wasn't so serious. Uh, but I think again, the American people are like, what is this? This is ridiculous. We need some grown-ups who can uh, who can actually make decisions and do what needs to be done. Well, I, I talked to former ICE director Tom Homan on Friday, and he pointed out yeah. that there have been over one hundred. There have been people from over one hundred sixty countries who have crossed the border in the past year yeah. alone. Uh, is she going to visit one hundred fifty-nine more to see what the root cause is? Why are people leaving your country, making their way to uh, the Northern Triangle, making their way through Mexico to come to the United States? Because to me, it doesn't it doesn't seem reasonable to go and see other governments yeah. to find out why their people are leaving. Go to our border and ask the people as they cross if you want, why are you here? And when they're wearing Biden shirts that say, uh, Biden, thank you for letting us in, then I think we kind of know. Yeah, and remember what happened a week ago in those municipal elections in McAllen, Texas, where I was two months ago on the border. In McAllen, Texas, they elected a Republican because they're sick of this this, this nonsense they see from Democrats when it comes to border security. People on the border, and this is a largely Hispanic town, they get it. Look, we should never forget Greatest nation in history. People are, are, are wanting to get into this great country. That, that's, we understand that. But you got to do it legally. You have to follow our laws. We're a welcoming nation, but we can't just have people come in without knowing who they are, particularly when they're coming from a hundred and some different countries. And some of those people, as we know, are, are likely in, uh, terrorists wanting to do harm to our country. So that's what this is about. And the people in the border said, we're so sick of it. We're going to elect Republicans to the, as mayor of uh, McAllen, Texas and some other cities down there. Well, as we wrap this, I'm going to steal a line from Steve Hilton. I like to give attribution when I can. He said, uh, if Kamala is really looking for the root cause of all of this illegal migration into the United States, she shouldn't go to Guatemala. She should go to the Oval Office. 
point. Is Great that about point. right? And I, you know, it, 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 I think it's exactly right. <laughs> exactly Congressman right. Jordan, thank you for the time. Keep up the great work. We'll talk soon. You All too, right. Bob. Thanks. There's Jim Jordan on AM 1420. The answer, it's 10 o'clock. Time for our news. And on the other side of the news, we talk about your kids in Ohio schools. Why are educators allowed to present your children with pornographic materials under the guise of sexual education? Under the guise of venereal disease? And why aren't parents allowed to know about it? John Stover, Ohio Value Voters President, will join me next to talk about it on AM 1420 The Answer.